Speaking of Travel is sponsored by the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Plan your next trip at flyavl.com. Appalachian Realty. If you're looking for a home in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit AppalachianRealty.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC. Now, you be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and you can sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club and receive really great travel news and travel tips, and we've we've got giveaways and sweepstakes, so be sure to, to sign up for that today. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on that Speaking of Travel website, Speaking of Travel. Net, on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And be sure to follow Speaking of Travel on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, I don't think it's any big secret anymore that music is something that I love and that brings people together from all walks of life. It's a kind of a spiritual form of communication that really comes from the heart. And it's the musicians who are the carriers of that spiritual, heartfelt communication. Sometimes a band forms for the fun of playing music together, but over time are able to evolve to a deeper level by paying attention to the influences of life around them and create a sound that totally stands on its own. Well, for 20 years, the Steep Canyon Rangers has traveled far from its humble beginnings as a weekend party band into a solid group of musicians who capture our hearts and ears and make us all fall in love with them. And with me today is Graham Sharp. He's a banjoist for the Steep Canyon Rangers. And really, since the Rangers came together, Graham is here in the studio. It's so great to see you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's been a while since I've been in the studios here so it's great to be back a lot of roots here indeed indeed. we can feel it just a lot of great music and stuff has come out of here over the years that's for sure still does yeah indeed i'm so glad to have you and you know i have followed your band for a long time um and you've been together like what 20 years now yeah about 20 years going on that's two decades graham think about it (laughs) i'd rather not but (laughs) so when you first when you guys first started out you were like just a college party band. Is that what was going on? More or less. I mean, you know, I mean, I think we were just a group of friends as much as a band. You know, there was there was the time when we eventually realized we had to have a name for the band. And there was a bottle of beer sitting on the coffee table called Steep Canyon Stout. And we we're like, oh, all right, great. We'll be the Steep Canyon Rangers. And, you know. 20 years later, however much it's been, that's what we still are. You still are. I actually watched a documentary recently, uh, The Jersey Boys. Mm-hmm. It was a story of the four, uh, four seasons. Right, right. And it was funny because they'd had also like all these different names, and but one day they were at a bowling alley. 
And the bowling alley was called the Four Seasons. Oh, brilliant. And that's how it was kind of your bottle of beer story. Indeed, indeed. Well, you know, we've had plenty of opportunities over the years to change our names and think twice about it, maybe turn it into an acronym, but Steve Canyon Rangers is what's stuck. Well, it's a brand now. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, guys can't, are, it's too late now. Can't it's change too it now. late. You could never <laughs> do it. And tell me a little bit about how you, Graham, ended up, you were in college then. Was that in Georgia? That was in Chapel Hill. Oh, Chapel Hill, yeah, right. University of North Carolina. And um, So yeah, half the band uh, kind of met in school there, and the other half was sort of recruited, um, mostly from uh, the Brevard area where Woody grew up, and um, our fiddle player, Nikki Sanders, is from uh, California originally, but he came down from, uh, uh, he was at Berkeley College of Music up in Boston when he came into the band, and that was probably 15 years ago, I want to say. Yeah, I think for 15 years ago. So it's been a good while. So in those early years when you were in Chapel Hill, did you pretty much just stay put? Were you traveling around to other cities then or just kind of hanging out? Just a little bit, you know. Our, our range was from like Hillsboro, maybe Greensboro, all the way to Raleigh. And, uh, you know, occasionally we'd we'd drive up here. Our mandolin player, Mike Agino, still in college up here. So we'd drive up here and play at Barley's or play wherever we could, really, um, you know, back in back in those days. So, yeah, we were just kind of kicking around North Carolina, having a good time. Well, tell me a little bit about um, where you grew up. Did you grow up here in western North Carolina? I grew up in Greensboro. Oh, in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. And did you travel when you were a kid? Did your family travel? Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, most of my traveling was doing playing playing soccer so you know this it was a not the most exciting form of travel you know you drive to somewhere like i don't know columbia south carolina and stay in a hotel and then go out and play soccer so um you know didn't can't say i really saw a lot of the world in that capacity but uh i did play in the high school band and we had some good some good band trips well there uh, you go back in the day band trips are the best yeah they are the best they are so yeah now i have um one of my children's in the band at the middle school and they're getting ready to go on band trips and stuff like that so yeah well you're gonna have to get a sweatshirt and be a band booster i did all of that yeah yep yeah so you came up to Asheville. when did you all kind of you graduated from college, I take it, and managed to, yep, yep. And then what happened? You moved. Yeah, so I moved up here. Um, you know, actually, I moved out to uh, about Old Fort, up on Old Fort Mountain, up there to a you know a cabin in the woods, and sounded romantic and lovely and wonderful. And it was, it was all of that, but it was a little far away from from Asheville. And um, but uh, my wife and. Uh, how my in-laws are, um, you know, are from here. And, uh, so it seemed like a really natural place to move. And just, you know, even then the music scene, I didn't know much about Asheville at all at the time, but you know, all I'd seen of Asheville was I had stopped on tunnel road one time on the way through town to make a payphone call. Um, but, uh, I knew the music scene up here was great just from the little bit we had been here and, uh, knew some of the musicians up here. So it seemed like a natural choice, you know, to, to get in the mountains and um, it just, uh, you know, the mountains themselves was a place that just sort of called to me. And what was the music and the, 
the foundation of your music? I mean, you played banjo. What'd you play in band? Saxophone. So, yeah. And then, but you were playing banjo when you all formed up, right? Yep. Yep. Upon my saxophone, I was a freshman in college and bought the banjo. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, there were a lot of players, a lot of people playing. I mean, some of the best bluegrass in the world is from down around Chapel Hill and Raleigh and that whole part of the world. But for some reason, you know, I've spent a lot of time growing up with our family up um, up in Fosco, North Carolina. Um, up there, we'd spend a lot of time in the summers up that way with my grandparents. So, you know, the mountains were dear to me, and um, it made a lot of sense to be to be up around here and, you know, haven't looked back. You know, it's been since like 2001, and yeah, it's my home. It's your home, and, and the inspiration is certainly here, I would imagine, just because there are such great musicians and, you know, that influence the Scotch-Irish and, and our kind of... Appalachian roots yeah. plays right into what you do. Yeah, it does. It does. And I mean, you know, the the music scene here, it's grown even more so. But even then, it was a, it was a diverse music scene. You know, there were bands that, uh, you know, were influences on us back then that were around here. Um, you know, I think of like the Blue Rags and like Acoustic Syndicate and some of those bands that were... Sort of kind of the the early bands who were kind of taking bluegrass and traditional music and bending it around a little bit, and uh, you know it seemed like the right right place for that. And that's kind of something I just love about Asheville in general is that you know it has all these great traditions and these great histories, and then it has all these people who are willing to sort of take those and make it their own as well. Absolutely. Did you ever go to? Um, did you ever play at Bill Stanley's? No, that was before my time. Before your time. Yeah. Well, that was that was like kick up and dance party plays for yeah, a long I, I time. I know Woody used to go over there when he was a kid and yeah. uh, spend a lot of time over there. Well, Graham, I want to keep up um, on this topic of traveling and and the music when we come back from the break. So Great. All right. Thank you Thanks. for taking some time. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. Here in the studio today is Graham Sharp. He's a banjoist for the Steep Canyon Rangers. We'll be back. You should know. I'm going Midwest, babe. Thought that you should know. There's no need to even tell me now you can't go. I used to love that breeze playing around your summer dress. I used to love that breeze playing around and round your summer dress. I hope that's the way I always remember you best. The snow on the highways falling down bright and clean. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. We've all been behind that person. She's ahead of you in the boarding process. She finally gets to her seat, and then she spends several minutes unloading items from her carry-on bag and purse that she needs with her. After that, she lifts her suitcase to the overhead bin, only to find that there isn't a spot directly next to her seat, and asks everyone to back up so she can stow her bag. 
frustrating? Yes. Avoidable? Absolutely. Here's a great tip. Put all of your in-flight necessities, such as cell phone, charging cord, earbuds, glasses, snack, and hand sanitizer, in a resealable gallon-sized bag, pop it in an easy-to-access spot in your carry-on bag, and then grab it quickly, toss it into your seat, and stow your bag without delay. Your fellow passengers will appreciate the pre-planning, and you'll look like a travel pro. Thanks for listening. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball. I'm your host, and I'm really excited today to have Graham Sharp here in the studio with me from Steep Canyon Rangers. We are just chatting at the break. You know, being in Asheville is... It's a special place, and you have ties that go way back. Um, Graham, tell me a bit about how you see Asheville today, because you guys are really entrenched with uh, right. with the city. Yeah, I mean, Asheville, I mean, everywhere you go, more or less around the country, if you tell people from Asheville, you know, they're like, oh, either like, I've been there and I love it, or I've heard about it and I want to go there. I mean, it's got this amazing reputation, you know, kind of kind of across the country is, is a really special place. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think it's probably had that for a while, you know, I mean, that's what kind of drew me here, but it seems to be just, you know... There's got more and more stuff to offer, you know, being around Asheville. I, you know, I especially love uh, being able to get outside so easily and so quickly and spend a lot of time outside. I'm ready for this cold, rainy weather to get out of here. And tell me a little bit about your bus. That's kind of a big deal, right? The bus changes changes lives. I'll be traveling on a bus, you know, um, you know, for a long time. We traveled in 15-passenger vans or, like, in a little RV and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's brutal because you get home at you play a show on Sunday night and you drive through the night on Sunday and show up on Monday morning and and, uh, have to jump into all the stuff that the week involves, you know, trying to look after little kids or, um, you know, just take care of stuff around. And you just get home and you're just totally worthless and and uh you know just want to sleep but now we get home on the bus and have been sleeping overnight and we park you know we leave some some cars um out at the walmart and the bus drops us back off and you get in your car and drive home and you're rested and feel great and uh yeah having a bus has has definitely changed everything in our travel so tell us how many people are in the band like how many people travel with you right so we travel about nine about nine of us so our bus driver um jesse is wonderful he keeps the bus in uh actually in maryville tennessee is where he lives and uh he keeps the bus there 
keeps it up, does all the maintenance, everything like that. Drives over, picks us up, and uh, I mean, I love driving around, especially being around here on the bus because you know it's got um, scenes of the Blue Ridge Mountains in like a picture. It's got a picture of the Steep Canyon Rangers on it, and scenes of the Blue Ridge Mountains all around it. Um, and uh, you know, it says Steep Canyon Rangers on it. It says ExploreAsheville dot com on it. So people. You know, see the bus around town, and they're always honking and, and waving and stuff like that. And you'll see friends, you know, whatever, uh, riding around town. So, um, but let's see. Back to your question. There's nine of us on the bus. There's uh, Jesse, the driver. There's six in the band. Then we have a sound uh, engineer who lives in um, a Union Grove. So he drives up from Union Grove. And then we have another uh, tech who lives in Brevard. And so he just comes up with those guys. So I think that adds up to about nine. Yeah. And then there's, you know, then there's occasional hangers-ons and whatnot. Well, I was going to mention, I, I remember the day when I was at hanger-on, like, oh, the bus is here. <laughs> Let's get in line. And well, it's so great. I mean, you know, you, you go places and people people recognize the bus and, and see you. And, you know, they come up and, and say hi and, and hang out and just kind of want to see the bus and look around. It's such a... Uh, you know, it's 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 beautiful, and you know, people most people don't have an opportunity to travel like that or or see what it is, and so people come on and look around and are amazed on one hand at how beautiful it is, and then are just you know you see how sad for you they are on the other hand when they see where you have to sleep in just a little tiny coffin cubicle, you know. So um, there, there's also that. So do you all sleep on that bus? Yeah. Oh my goodness, that. How how long is it? Do you know? It's long. It's long. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. I've seen it around. What yeah. a great collaboration with Asheville and yeah. Steep Canyon Rangers. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it does. It makes total sense. And uh, you know, they've been great. They've been great to work with. And uh, we can kind of, you know, I mean, like I said, the city kind of, it kind of sells itself as as far as just you know, as far as its reputation around the country goes. So we just try to go out and, and represent it and, uh, you know, in, in a good way. And I, I think that's kind of um, our main mission. Well, being ambassadors for us and being able to go out and kind of hold that space for those of us who don't have that opportunity. So on a given year, how long have you had the bus, by the way? Uh, probably about three, four years, something like so that. So you're established with the bus yeah. and you travel and you've got your schedule. How often are you guys on the road? So we tra- we're probably traveling about 160 days a year, something like that, 170 days a year. That's a lot. Yeah, it's an awful lot. Yeah, and you've got, you said you had kids. So what's that like? I mean, have you just kind of, you and your wife have come up with a, a way that you make it all work? Yeah, you just make it work, you know. I mean, there's a lot of people who, who, uh, travel more than that for work and you know who put in longer hours for work so i mean i think just like just like our families you just make it work and uh you know back in those early days when i was saying you know you come in off a 15 passenger van ride for 16 hours or something like that and you show up in the morning and just kind of lay on the floor and let the kids just like crawl over you and bang you with stuff you know and you know and just you just you just you know how it is you just make it work so uh um but uh you know, I think the band has really focused over the years and trying to make it um, as sustainable as possible. You know, we don't travel for super long chunks at a time. Usually we don't even travel over a span of two weekends, you know. So we'll go out on a Wednesday night and come back on a Sunday or, you know, leave on Thursday and come back on 
Monday morning, something like that. Yeah, so you figured out how to make it work and, and everybody's comfortable. And I would imagine that the most important part of it is that you're having fun. You're having fun. You're more comfortable when you get home and you're a better person because of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and try to and try to also, I think the bus is a great space for being creative. You know, you, you can kind of hang out in the bus, whether it's before a show or after show and just kind of work on music and stuff like that. And it gives you sort of a little space for that as well. So. Um, you know, and it's also, it's also great on people's health, you know, because you wake up in a town in the morning and, you know, so many of these towns we go to now are just like set up to get out in. So you wake up wherever it may be and, um, you get on a greenway or you just go out and go for a walk or go for a run around these towns. And that's kind of how I see towns for the most part, um, you know, these days is, is getting up in the morning and just kind of getting out and about. We were just in Huntsville, Alabama, two nights ago. It's just a beautiful place. It's a beautiful old town. It's got tons of buildings from the 1820s and 1830s, and it's got a unbelievable spring in the middle of town that I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of gallons of water it makes a day, but it has a big canal that runs through town, and it's gorgeous. And I never would have thought about Huntsville, Alabama, as being a place like that. But so well, that's what's so wonderful about travel, and so lucky for you that you get to be be on this bus, be with your buddies, being creative, getting out, taking a run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going places in a band and you're not seeing where you are or pay any attention it, it it's hard to really make any connection when you're playing the show you know so i think it it's it's worth a lot in all regards to try to get out and try to get a feel of where you are and, and the people around and the setting and, and just kind of the basic the basic mood of the place you know so you know i really like like i say in the the greenways in these towns and that's something Asheville's starting to work on it's getting close but uh, it's got a ways to go because uh, some of these towns, you know, you can get on them and just go and just go forever on these trails. Um, uh, Chicago is one even, you know, you can just get on the lake and just ride the lake forever. And and um, so uh, I look for that kind of stuff and, you know, try to make it so it's not just a blur and you actually know where you've been. Well, I think the pay attention is the key f- phrase right there, that you're actually at a place where you can take a look pay attention and see what's out there. When we come back from the break, Graham, I want to talk more about traveling and and being on the bus and creative. I'd like to talk to you about your yeah. music and and writing some music and what's Great. What's going on in that head? All right. I'll All do the right. best I can to explain that weird process. All right. This is Marilyn Ball speaking of travel. We'll be right back. I've been Truth. 
Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball, your host, and I'm here in the studio today with Graham Sharp, the banjoist for the Steep Canyon Rangers. Since they came together, you've been like uh, mainstay the whole time, right? I have. I have. I can't get rid of me. Wow, 20 years. That's a long, that's a, that's some longevity right there. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like it because it's been, just felt really natural the whole time, you know, so it hadn't, um, you know, I mean, there's always hiccups and stuff along the way, but... Now it's felt like yeah, it's been a, it's been just a pleasure cruise the whole time. <laughs> Did you ever think when you were that party band in college that music would be your career? No, no, I was never. You know, I've just been reading a book by uh, Jeff Tweedy. You know, one of my favorite musicians and songwriters, and he was talking about you know how when he was a kid, you know, he knew that like music was going to be his life and. Um, I had no, yeah, I had I had no inkling, um, but uh, you know, it's really opened up. I think something for all of us that uh, you know we didn't know we had, and now it's just kind of keep on, you know, doors keep opening the harder you work, and um, both professionally, and I think artistically as well. Well, let's talk about the artistically as well portion because you you do a lot of writing, right? I do, yeah. And tell me a little bit about that creative process, because you're on the road, you are experiencing, I talked about that a little in the opening, that, you know, the influences of space and time Mm -hmm. and experience, how does that play into your creative self? I mean, I think, you know, I think, you know, kind of what we mentioned earlier about kind of keeping your eyes open where you are um, and trying to, you know, get an idea of what makes places or people unique. Um, um, and kind of see things through that filter, you know. And, and then there's a lot of time on the road where it's just you just get a hole up in a hotel room or hole up in a small room backstage and just and just put in the work, put in the time. So it's kind of a combination of those two things, you know. I think, um, you know, it's it's easy when you're writing songs to feel like nothing's getting done and and you're making zero progress. And you know, we had. We had a, uh, a time in Vancouver earlier this year. We had like three days we were there for shows. And during the day, I just kind of do a lot of spend a lot of time sitting around with a guitar working on stuff. And it didn't seem like there was much coming, much coming, much going on. And, uh, you know, I go out and they have some great 
amazing like parks there and big wilderness areas. So go walk around, go bike around. Um, I went to this like Japanese garden and something, something there clicked. And, um, we got to the next town. I think it was one Edmonton, but it was somewhere, maybe Calgary and, uh, got to the next town and, uh, you know, the song was just started playing and the song was, was right there. And it, it had taken several days to sort of gestate, you know, and, uh, but, you know, I think, so I think a lot of the artistic process is just being patient with yourself and giving yourself kind of the time and the space. I would think that would apply to all areas of our life, not just, yeah, not just that creative side. Yeah. So once that song begins to percolate and you're feeling like, oh, I'm I'm hitting on this. This is feeling good. Then do you introduce it to the rest of the band? Yeah, you know, once 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 it goes to the band, you know, it's sort of open for discussion at that point, you know. I mean, I'll have a pretty good idea of what it is, but um you know, you count on the the band um as a sounding board for if it's good or not, and you also count on them to you know, and hearing it with fresh ears, they can kind of latch on to certain things and say, this is special. Let's like kind of work on this a little bit more. Let's, you know, this is something we can focus on a little bit more and build on this. So um, that's kind of how the process works. So everybody's working together and it's a collaborative, creative yeah, environment. I mean, yeah. And I mean, you know, the, I, I try to try to kind of work with with different people you know it's hard to get everybody together all at once and it's kind of messy to get everybody all together at once so you know you'll maybe you'll have a song and you'll say well i want to maybe bring this song to mike and we'll work on this song together i'm going to bring this song to woody and we'll work on this song together or maybe you know barrett and you know nikki will want to work on this song for a little bit and then we'll bring it to the band that sounds like a nice process yeah yeah it is i mean (coughs) i think it's I think it's pretty good at weeding out the the chaff. I'm not sure. So when it's time to go into the studio and do a, an album, uh, I guess they still call them albums, right? I think, yeah, still call them albums. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which you just did. You've got one that's coming out right now, right? Well, let's see. I mean, we've released one about a year ago, and now we have a project coming out pretty soon with the uh, Asheville Symphony. What is that? Here. Um, it's going to be, uh, just, a, it's going to be a lot of our tunes that we've recorded over the years. They're kind of our favorites, fan favorites. Um, but recorded, um, with the Asheville symphony and have some great arrangements of, of the stuff. And we've heard a bit of it. Sounds amazing. I so, am so excited about yeah. that. Yeah. I don't have many details on it. Well, that's moment. all right. Just knowing that yeah. it's out there and it's yeah, going to happen. It's, 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 it's on the way. That is really exciting. I love the way that you guys uh, collaborate and come up with different ideas right. um, to work together. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think I think you got to keep on, um, you, you know, you've got to keep on finding different different ways to, to, to express the music. You know, we've got something special in store um, here around North Carolina this year in terms of this is 2019 is the year of music is declared by the governor this year. So we've got a couple special things um, in the works for that as well. That sounds great. I, I'm so glad. I mean, North Carolina anyway is so deep-rooted in – in the music scene yeah. on so many different levels that um, how, how would you say that compares to some of the other music cities that you've visited? I mean, there's a, you know, it, I think you can be surprised. I mean, obviously like everybody knows 
you know, um, Austin or Nashville, you know, you think of those names as far as music cities, but, um, and they're wonderful and have their, you know, huge benefits, but I love, um, you know, some of these other towns you go to and you would be totally surprised, you know, we spent a good amount of time in Cincinnati, um, uh, in the last year. And it's just got a wonderful music scene. I, I don't know if it's the University of Cincinnati. Must be, but it has a music school that's really um, well-known. But just the, you know, and it's right across the river from Kentucky. So there's all that influence, but there's just huge, uh, like, kind of jazz and um, whatever that sort of Midwest sound is, you know, the, the sort of river sound. Um, but uh, Cincinnati is great music scene up there really really cool town and it's got a great uh, symphony as well that we did a little project with mm. and the beautiful old symphony hall there um so you know that was really impressive and there's just like little towns that really focus on it you know there's one uh, sisters oregon has this little music festival and they have this huge project in the schools called the americana project and they um give students like space and, and the tools to like write songs and record songs and stuff like that. Um, and there's a couple of things going on like that in Nashville as well. Um, at some of the schools, but, uh, you know, there's some of these towns that really are actively working to kind of foster it. Um, you know, obviously New Orleans, everybody knows is a music town, but I mean, it really, I mean, it just, it delivers every time we go, whether it's like, you know, finding something on bourbon street that is just exceptional or in some little club here and there, you know, but, uh, so, you know, I think being inspired by the places you go is, is one of the best things you can do. I, yeah, I'm inspired just hearing you talk about that because knowing that our kids across this country are being uh, fostered and encouraged to play music like your kid, my yeah. kids, you yeah. know, that, to be able to to look at that. When we come back from the break, I want to pick up right there and talk a little bit more, Great. too, about just the changing landscape, if you will. 20 years on the road, yeah, you right. know, how have things changed? Thank you, Graham, for being sure. here. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel with Graham Sharp, the banjoist for the Steep Canyon Rangers. You play other instruments, too, don't you, yeah, Graham? Yeah, play a little guitar, a little harmonica here and there. A little harmonica. All right, we'll be back. I like to stay in Dilly Dally in the Shenandoah Valley all day. And we can dip our toes to the sound of the Shenandoah singing away. Can't anybody get along in this world? Can't anybody just get along? Can't anybody get along in this world Except for me and my Virginia girl I like to stay in Dilly Dally In the Shenandoah Valley all day And we can dip our toes to the sound of the Shenandoah singing Away 
Douglas MacArthur once said, The soldier above all others prays for peace, for it is a soldier who must suffer and bear the deepest wounds and scars of war. Since 2006, Blue Ridge Honor Flight, a nonprofit organization, has been transporting veterans from World War II, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War to Washington, D.C. to visit the memorials dedicated to their honor and sacrifice. On May 4, 2019, they'll be flying again, giving those who have served our country a chance to experience the hope, healing, and welcome home they so deserve. For more information on how you can help or send a veteran to D.C., visit BlueRidgeHonorFlight.com. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball, your host. And, you know, I love talking to musicians. I guess I I have to say, Graham, that I'm a bit of a groupie at heart. I grew up in Washington, D.C., and there were a lot of bands going around. And, That's right. You know, our favorite thing was to hang out until they get on the bus like you were talking about. <laughs> yep. I bet you still see that. That's oh, yeah. never changed, right? No, no. I mean, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, people were very, very curious about just like, you know, how how everything works in a band. It's a very different lifestyle. It totally is. And you've been doing it for a long time. And, you know, when you think about two decades, not to belabor that we're that much older, however, 20 years, yeah. uh I'm sure you've seen a lot on the landscape that has changed. Let's oh, yeah. talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we were we were, we were talking earlier. Um, you know, uh, we used we used to travel. You know, as a very a very DIY kind of thing. You know, kind of how how most people tend to travel. You know, and I remember we'd have. Uh, there was this was before cell phones. If you can rema- imagine, we started traveling before cell phones, and um, so you just have kind of a number of a contact where you're going and, and an address, you know, a rough address. So and you know, and a map. And if you can imagine, that's that's how we got around how we got around the country. And you know, one of the great joys that I missed. And you're talking about meeting people, you know, and. It, the best way to meet people was to go into a gas station somewhere and ask for directions because there'd always be a person working there and usually a couple people just hanging around or people in there to get stuff and everybody and have an opinion on how to get from A to B. And sometimes 
they'd line up and sometimes you know you get five different directions and you just kind of have to try to get a feel for everybody and who was you know who was trying to send you where and who was maybe more trustworthy than the rest um and that's uh you know and then you and then you'd you'd call on a on a pay phone to the to the venue and, and you know try to you know make make contact with them there so i mean travel is so easy now i mean it's i mean it's ridiculous you got i mean it's like star trek you've got these machines that just guide you right into to wherever you're going um so you know that's that's definitely changed a lot in our time well you had mentioned payphone earlier and and i'm sure there are people who today don't even know what a pay phone is. You don't even see them anymore. In fact, I was somewhere recently where I took a picture of one because it's like right. someday people aren't even going to know what this is. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so being going from that to what you were saying, GPS and having things just boom, take you right right where you're going. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, it, it's it's nice, you know, traveling, traveling the way we do and being away from family, you know. I mean, now, like, you know, my, my kids can just call me up on my screen and, like, show me something and, like, ask me questions about something that I need to look at or, or um, stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's really made travel a lot, a lot easier and I think more doable as well. Yeah. And because it's part of your lifestyle, I mean, that's your lifestyle choice, being able to have the technology. In in so many ways, that technology does bring us closer. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, it's it's done that. It's certainly done that. I think you know, like we say, f- for uh, just staying in touch with people as far as that goes. Um, you know, I think probably a lot of technology, maybe for a good reason, gets a bad rap for people kind of being isolated. You know, on their own screens all the time. But uh, you know, it, it's it's been a great it's been a great tool also. And, and you know, when, when we travel to Canada, say, and like I don't have a cell phone plan that works in Canada, there's apps I can get online, stay in touch like that and stuff. So yeah, but it's definitely different when you go to festivals. Let's talk about that a little because oh, you guys yeah. do a lot of festivals, yeah, and yeah. I would imagine that once you get out into these rural areas where oh, yeah. they can accommodate so many people maybe you don't even have self-service yeah that's true i mean you know we've that was like the old running joke in our band especially when we were playing more traditional bluegrass festivals that we don't play anymore is that you know once you start getting out of cell range you're close to the festival you know but uh but some of these festivals will have their own cell towers set up you know these big these some of these mega festivals you know will be um out in the middle of nowhere with their own cell towers and it's amazing when you see, you know, some of those festivals are just a mess and some of them work beautifully. You know, there's this whole string of these Canadian folk festivals and uh, they're like miniature cities and they have, you might have 15,000 volunteers who just run in the whole thing, just keeping the food going, keeping, keeping everything clean, keeping everything running. And, you know, another 60,000 people there, you know, in places like uh, Winnipeg or, uh, Edmonton, uh, they both have great ones. Um, uh, Ottawa, um, Calgary has a great one that's on the little island right there in the middle of the city. Um, so those those festivals have been really fun to do. You are so lucky. I mean, you get to uh, 
to travel and play your music and um, hang out with your friends and be creative and write songs. I mean, I'm sure yes. there's a trade-off. No, I, I, I am very, very lucky in those regards. Well, I would certainly be remiss if I didn't bring up your relationship with Steve Martin because, you know, that's 10 years. Half of your of your band's yeah. uh, career is with Steve Martin. And we don't need to get into how that all but let's do talk about what it's like traveling with a big celebrity. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, well, the truth be told, there's there's a joke on stage that has to do with this, but it's actually the truth that, uh, you know, we don't really I don't really travel with with Steve all that much. We ride the bus and Steve rides the jet. <laughs> now, now it, it is true. There's there's a, a couple guys, a few guys on the on the on the on the in the band who ride in the jet also. But I actually prefer the bus cuz you get to town at 6, 7, 8 in the morning. You can get out like we said and do stuff. So anyways, but you know, um you know, and and but yeah, Steve rides the jet and they stay in nice hotel rooms and nice hotel rooms are good, but for me a hotel room is just a hotel room. Yeah, so it's just a different method of yeah. of travel. But, but you know, has it allowed you to kind of go places that maybe you wouldn't have gone otherwise? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we've done some uh, amazing, amazing destinations uh, with Steve. And, um, you know, you see um, we we did one in the, the Grand Grand Key, the Bahamas. We did a show down there for like four or five days. And the nice thing with Steve is also that sometimes we'll go places and play for two or three nights in a row. So we'll go to Chicago and spend three nights there. Like I said, we go to Vancouver, spend three nights in Vancouver, go to Austin, spend spend a few nights there. Um, so that's that's really wonderful when you can kind of settle into a place like that. A that little is bit. nice, and you get to see it a little bit more too. You do, you do, and um, you know, and then you've got time during the day to see everything and time to 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 work as well. You know, Steve is endlessly creative, so um, you know it's great to have that time to to work on, on new stuff with him because you know we don't spend as much time with him. We're doing more of our own stuff these days than than with him. But yeah, that's such an important relationship for us, you know, both personally and, and musically, you know, I mean, we've really grown as to being really, really good, dear friends. Um, so, uh, you know, try to be conscious and we go out to dinners and stuff like that and with, with Steve and, and have a great time. So, uh, yeah, we're 10 years or so and going strong. Well, who would have thought these Chapel Hill college kids playing mm-hmm. parties would be, you know, all these years later, Traveling right. and hanging out with the rich and famous. Who would have ever thought? Yeah, it gets it's, it gets strange really quick when when we get into that when we get into that world. That's for sure. I mean, you know, you find yourself in a situation where I, I was sitting around a table one night in St. Paul, and I've been I've been hanging out with Steve, um, and somebody said, "Steve, everybody's hanging out over here." And we walked in this room, sit down at a table, and it's me, Steve, Steve's wife. Uh, Al Franken, who was the senator at the time up there and the comedian, uh, Chevy Chase, Robin Williams, and Billy Crystal sitting around this table. And me. 
uh, and everybody orders a baked potato. I have no idea. I don't know if it's like some running like comedian thing. Like everybody orders a baked potato. So order a baked potato and sit down. So and, you know, I mean, you're just pinching yourself. Like, how did I get here? <laughs> right. Well, we're glad you did get there, Graham. And and I can't thank you enough for for being here today on speaking of travel. And um, I'm glad I got back. <laughs> I am too. And you've got a little time too, right? You're having your own little staycation right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, we build in a good amount of time at home because you know this is the place. I love and and love to be and um, you know we get a, get a lot of good stuff done right around here right around home and so yeah we'll be here and we'll be a little bit everywhere too. That's awesome. Well, we'll we'll keep on following you and and listening to your music and you know I've been loving the the changes that have been happening with your music and the depth that you're going and um, well thank you keep up the good work I appreciate and it. travel safe yeah we'll do we'll see you down the road all right this is Marilyn Ball you've been listening to speaking of travel here with Graham Sharp banjoist for the Steep Canyon Rangers but really more than a banjoist uh, kind of all-around renaissance kind of guy a music dude so go out listen to steep canyon rangers you know tune it on your your phone take a walk take a run get inspired and remember as you go out try something new remember life is short don't postpone joy